Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Are you ready for the Thursday Night Drive? This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. With former Badgers Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Jim Rutledge. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. It's presented by Coors Light and Fireball. I can't imagine a better way than uh, than drinking some Coors Light and Fireball uh, and watching some college football. You got the Houston and Tulane on tonight. You got uh, baseball playoffs on right now. Houston and uh, the White Sox, not much of a game. Then you got Seattle and you got the Rams uh, playing tonight. The Rams look like, I know they just lost to Arizona, but the Rams do look like one of the best teams in the NFL. So a lot of great fun things to kind of talk about here. We also have some fantastic food from Nitty Gritty. And, uh, you know, shout out to them. They brought it out to the curb for me. Obviously, uh, it's um, the Nitty Gritty has been a downtown Madison institution. It's spread all over the Madison area now. They just celebrated their 53rd birthday last week. Uh, the actual business did. They've celebrated 800,000 birthdays in that time. So we obviously uh, love uh, Nitty Gritty. It is Burger Month in October. They're featuring a Green Goblin. It is a six-ounce ground chuck burger topped with neon green ghost pepper ranch, pepper jack cheese, candied bacon, sriracha dusted avocado, and Stella's hot and spicy cheese bread roll. Alex uh, G. behind the glass. I believe that's what he uh, grabbed to, to, to have. And uh, yeah, he is, uh, he'll is. he have to share his review of that a little bit later. And of course, you can get some great uh, specials over there. Uh, on drinks, especially those Coors Light and Fireball as well. And, uh, you know, they can use uh, some great delivery services like our good friends at Eat Street. 53rd birthday. Yep. Wow. 1968. Uh, you know, it just the problem with that is I think of my, you know, as we all did as uh, UW alum went for our 21st birthday, of course, yeah. to the Nitty Gritty, uh, the birthday bar, right? Yeah. So... Eight hundred thousand. They have celebrated. I mean, that, that's. Uh, I don't even want. I mean, that's twenty six <laughs> years ago. Yeah. So they were half. Uh, they were. They, they literally were half the age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are now. It's super. Um, it's a great place, though, and yeah. and of course that when that was when Marsh was alive and and uh, you know the the ultimate host and uh, nitty gritty. Of course, has expanded and, and great locations everywhere, and, and um, always get the burger. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And uh, they did give us. There's like a smokehouse burger here. There's a chicken uh, sandwich uh, here as well. And like I said, uh, G back there is trying the 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 a ghost pepper burger there, which uh, Whoa. that's that's more than I can handle. Be but careful. Uh, good good for him. G's like 23, so he'll be fine. Like he he's he, he can eat that and. Wash it down with a Coors after the show, and, and he'll be. He'll My brother be good to did go. that once, and it, like sweat started pouring down. His eyes started watering, and yeah, <laughs> he was not ready for the ghost pepper. The Badgers, as I transition here, we're not ready for Michigan. 
Is that fair to say? What happened? I mean, I know Graham got hurt, but that game was already going yeah, sideways. I mean, I mean Reagan got shot. I mean, of course they were not prepared for the Badgers. I mean, we saw it on the field. It just was um, very disappointing. Especially since that was kind of the, and we'll get to the Barry Alvarez part of it, but, I mean, there's all this pomp and ceremony beforehand, all this extra motivation, which matters at some level for these players. You don't want to lay an A on senior night. You don't want to lay an egg right in front of Barry as his field's being Christian. So not a not a great opportunity there. Oh, well, the weekend itself was fantastic. Yeah. And I talked to more former teammates, that uh, a handful that I had not seen since we went to school together. Um, quite a few. I don't know what the total number was, but I, I know at the event Friday, you know, at Camp Randall and a huge program, Donna Shalala flew in, oh. uh, Rebecca Blank spoke, Ted Kellner, um, as far as player representatives that spoke. Um, and this was right on the 50 yard line. Uh, great, uh, beautiful podium, decorated chairs. Um, and Ted Kellner spoke. And then as far as the player reps were two Rose Bowl camp. Captains, offensive, defensive, Brooks Bollinger and Donnell Thompson. And, you know, when Brooks spoke, you know, he he called me on, on the way down uh, from 94. He actually wasn't sure if he was going to possibly turn around because he's got a son at my alma mater, Creighton-Durham Hall High School yeah. in, in St. Paul playing quarterback, and he was potentially going to get the starting nod. Oh. And he did not want to miss that. But he he was talking to me. He goes, "I haven't really prepared for this." I yeah. go, "Well, you got some time. You know, you know, you know that drive on ninety four, and and um, you know, we start talking and in from Minnesota, those who yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, we start talking about Father Mike, which he he you know he inserted into the speech was great, and and just it was so well delivered. There wasn't a dry eye. I mean, I looked at uh, yeah. all the alum. I even made Coach Alvarez cry, which is like okay. that's wow. phenomenal, right? And. And then you have Donnell Thompson come up and so smooth. He should run for office someday. Um, that used to be know, a compliment. Now I now I don't know if it is, but <laughs> well, this is this is intended. I know to you be mean. I know you mean it as a compliment. A compliment. Yeah, because, I was just saying I mean, the state of the world. Right? Yeah. He get my vote. In any event, he 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 talked about growing up four blocks from Camp Randall, and you know when he was a young kid, his dad would grab him and say, "Hey, you know it's game day Saturday. Let's go throw the football around before the game." They'd literally walk into Camp Randall with no security <laughs> yeah. and throw the ball around before wow. the game. Wow. And and that tells you where we're at today. Right. Obviously and, and what you know, Donna Shalala hiring Pat Richter, Pat Richter of course hiring uh, Barry Alvarez and the foundation being built. Not only with a football program and then the athletic department when Barry took over. Well you know, let's stay with that. We'll get to Michigan here uh the next segment. But uh, obviously, well, actually, I don't know if you heard it earlier today on Throwback Thursday. We had Terrell Fletcher uh, on. I heard a, a very latter end of it. Yeah, and obviously Aaron Norvell texted in, and you know the old guys all know each other. Sent me, Aaron sent me a million pictures of him and Fletcher or, or Fletch together there, and uh, there really is kind of you know I was at a golf outing on Friday with uh, the Vibes Golf Club uh, golf outing out at Coachman's, but Dari Gumawale put it on. Uh, Melvin Gordon's a part of that group, but then it was Austin Trailer, Tanner McAvoy, Darius Hillary. Uh, there was a, a boatload of former Badgers out there. Hugs ATN, who does a lot of the, I guess, a lot of video work now. So they all stayed together too, and there is kind of a brotherhood that's been created. Uh, whether you've been staying together like those guys have, or like you touched on, of maybe you haven't seen someone in a long time, but it falls right back into it. Yeah, I mean, it, it literally did, and and um, you know, after the program. Um, you know, we, we had uh, the Space and Union South, the cafeteria. I don't. I, I 
I hate to call it cafeteria because it's super cool. I know what you're saying. Though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the and and um, the eating you know, space. Yeah, cafeteria. and Coach Alvarez did. I mean, you know, that was on his dime, by the way. Oh wow. Yeah, because you know he wasn't going to do you know chips and candy bars and cash bar. I mean, he was going to do it right and uh, at his own expense. Um, and it was so. It was just such a neat experience to get all those guys back, and it was a great venue and um, highlight of the weekend, bar none. Um, obviously, it wasn't the game, and it, and it was disappointing. You know, even the uh, uh, pregame tailgate in the field house for all alumni and family and stuff, that was great. Um, and then and then the game happened, and, uh, you know, it just it was really uh, – being a former offensive lineman, and, and quite honestly, what this entire program, as far as the football program, is has been built on is, is the offensive line and running the football uh, and protecting the quarterback. Uh, none of that was going on, and um, the line of scrimmage isn't in our favor. Has not been in our favor. I thought after Notre Dame, knowing and you know Joe Rudolph as well as I do, having played with him, uh, friend. And I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not throwing him under the bus because I know how he coaches and I know what kind of technique um, he teaches. But when I almost saw a, a mirror image of both tackles ducking their heads, dropping their heads, um, to me that that screams one thing: that's that's all mental and that's lack of confidence. Because that's it, with an offensive lineman when the when the technique is going, that means you you're just you're losing confidence and you're well, not trusting the the technique. And and that's really bothersome, and I don't know what it is or why. Um, but if we're going to give, whether it's Graham Mertz or Chase Wolf or, or, or whomever, any type of chance, you know, it's got to start up front. Absolutely, this is Metro. Or yeah, this is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light and uh, Fireball. And we're talking with Derek Engler. Obviously, Tarek Sala uh, not here today. Couldn't make it. Uh, he'll be back next week, I'm sure. Uh, so uh, we have still plenty to, to talk about, but I wanted to, uh, and you can listen to this entire show uh, wherever it is you like to listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes or Spotify, Wisconsin on Demand, and our podcast feed is brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. We were out there last week. Lee is fantastic, treated us great. All took advantage of the great sizzle, swizzle, and swirl happy hour. Had some steak sandwiches, some ahi tuna, some shrimp, uh, and obviously enjoyed some great Coors Light out there at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse as well so thanks to to lee for uh having us out there and it's best happy hour in town at the horseshoe bar so make sure to check out ruth's chris steakhouse in middleton derek i wanted you to hear this clip uh from the chargers uh head football coach and, and brendan staley and he i just thought kind of epitomizes what's I, going oh, on i, I, I want to play it. here for our fans then yeah. but let's uh what's wrong with the uh it's the, the badgers truth. right now too it's the absolute truth he's talking about his team but go ahead alex uh, what I think that the running game does for a quarterback um, is it gives you some breathers. And, um, you know, you don't need a good running game to be a good play-action team, but what you need the running game for is the physical element of the game. There's a physicality to the game that's real, right? If you're just a passing team, okay, there's a physical element to the game that the defense doesn't have to respect, Okay. And that's the truth, okay? Because the data will tell you, you don't need a run game to play pass. That's not, you don't need that. But what the running game does for you, it brings a physical dimension to the football game. And what the running game does that the passing game does not is the running game forces the defense to play blocks and to tackle. 
that happens on a run play. You must play blocks and you must tackle. In the passing game, those things don't have to happen, right? You don't have to play as many blocks, right? And you don't, may not have to tackle based on incomplete or not. So what the running game does is it really challenges your physicality. And that's why I think the run game is important to a quarterback is because it's going to allow him literally to have more space to operate when you do throw the football. Okay, it's not that you need the run game to throw it. It's just what it gives the rest of your skill players. And So, I mean, obviously, we've talked about that. The show used to be called In the Trenches, but it, it, and that's a defensive coach. Uh, he actually was with the Bears for a little bit, then was at the Rams, uh, did a great job at the Rams, kind of modifying that Vic Fangio defense uh, to make it what we've seen out there with the Rams. In theory, the Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry has been borrowing these theories and taking them uh, to Green Bay. But uh, that's a head coach with um, a smart philosophy uh, as far as the offensive side of it, but that's definitely a defensive-minded coach's philosophy because I think sometimes the offensive-minded coaches think throw, 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 throw. Oh, there's no question. I mean, he understands, you know, no, no defense. Let me tell you something. Defensive linemen, when they're getting double teamed, you know, and 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 they see chunks of yards, six, seven chains move. You know, mm-hmm. short yardage, two yards, boom, take on. I mean, multiple double teams getting beat up and scratching, fighting, holding ground, doing it, whatever you can. But the offense is moving the ball. That wears you down up front, and and that's where the Badgers have not, for whatever reason, established the line of scrimmage. It's going the wrong direction. Quite honestly, um, you know, and 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 that's not what we're used to. Do I do I have confidence that um, they can turn it around? Absolutely, because I know I know the coaching staff. Um, I know Coach Rudolph um, probably didn't sleep at all the last couple of weeks um, because he's going to get this 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 front right. Um, this offensive line um, will somehow respond because I, I know he's a hell of a coach. Um, you know, and and this this does come down to a confidence mental thing because they have the talent. We 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 all believe that going into mm-hmm. this season, um, and and multiple guys. I mean, we're not just talking about three or four up front. We're talking about seven, eight deep. You know, and and I think you know if 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 they're able to do that because it, it's so true. The physicality it isn't about. Just, you know, and maybe in the NFL, you know, play action, I get it. You know, he's right. But if, if you are pounding the ball, that really does, in college football, set up the play action a little bit, you know. And, and, and it is more, to his point, about the physicality and wearing down a defense. That's really what it is. And keeping them honest, you know. And, and I think, especially at the second level with the linebackers. And, you know, I think um, – we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a little bit of an opportunity here, with you know the Brett Bielema coach fighting Illini and then Army and Army's you know they're they're tough as nails too. So it's, that's not gonna that's not a pushover. You know that's not Eastern Michigan. So they're gonna have a fight on their hands both both teams. But if they come out with victories, there, there could be a little momentum, especially if it's established with the offensive line. Uh, I, I I I'm not worried about our defense at all. We have one of the top defenses in the country. So there's no excuses to to you know obviously we played some good teams, you know I think we could beat any of those teams. Yeah. You know if, if we started to do some things and protecting the football and moving the ball up front. 
This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light and Fireball. We are going to have uh, Tark Sala next. Uh, Alex will give him a call during the break. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Metro Kia Madison is Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. And home of the 1995 oil change. Jim Rutledge, Derek Engler with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light and by Fireball. And again, shout out to the Nitty Gritty for the fantastic food. I had a chicken sandwich. Alex, have you had a chance to try any of the uh, of your burger? How was that? Oh, it's good. I like it a lot. Yeah, so tell us, I mean, is it spicy? Can you, is it too much? I mean, you had, so you, what you're eating is the Green Goblin, which is neon green ghost pepper ranch, pepper jack cheese, candied bacon, sriracha dusted avocado, and Stella's hot and spicy cheese bread roll. Whoa. Yeah, no, it's it's really not too bad. Uh, the the sauce itself comes in like a little, uh, I, it seems, uh, what is it called? An eyedropper, essentially. Okay. So that keeps you, you know, from from too much. If you want more, you can have it. But I'm I'm not a huge fan of like really spicy over the top food. So I'm I'm doing just fine. Nice. And uh, I had a nice uh, kind of spicy chicken sandwich here, and uh, I believe there's like a a pulled pork and burger sandwich out there as well. So thanks to Nitty Gritty for all that fantastic food. Uh, Nitty Gritty, as we talked about earlier, celebrated their 53rd birthday last week. They've celebrated over 800,000 birthdays. Maybe uh, our next guest, Tark Sala, has celebrated the birthday over there at the Nitty Gritty. Tark, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, it makes me think of the, the late, great Mark Shapiro. Uh, you know, he hosted many birthday parties there. And I think Derek and I, were we've we've definitely celebrated uh, our birthday or birthdays there. And, uh, we did. They are just such a great group. You know, that's where we, where we started, as you know. And... Um, uh, this little fun fact I didn't really make kind of date us, and it did me, Tarek, but it's they just celebrated their 53rd birthday, which means wow. they were half as old when we celebrated our 21st. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, great memories there. A lot of fun. Well, not everybody awake out there? We and are. Engler. Uh, like, Engler's like sleeping in the background. We're working, man. We come know, out here coming on. Coming at uh, us. That's rich, that's rich calling from wherever you're calling from. You should be in here having some fun with us. Uh, I'm ready to go. We're the Coors Lights, man. Let's go. <laughs> Just popped one. Sorry, before we start talking the, the Badgers, so I grabbed two. Before we get to the, the Michigan game there, it was uh, obviously Barry Alvarez Field at Camp Randall was the uh, kind of the naming ceremony, a big kind of overall Derek kind of shared the ceremonies that – Alvarez put on and actually earlier this week I had or earlier today I had a former teammate of yours in uh, Terrell Fletcher on for throwback Thursday and uh, he did a good impersonation of you Uh, I'll I'll give him that but I kind of talked about the brotherhood that all you former Badgers hold together oh no question no question I miss Terrell Uh, you know obviously he's he was a huge part of our success and one of the best backs we've ever had in the history of Badger football um, but yeah, it was a special evening, heartfelt tribute to coach. 
Um, you know, I know Derek Donnell Thompson and Brooks Bollinger uh, said some really good words. McIntosh was a tremendous leader up there, and uh, yeah, it's it's a well deserved tribute to to coach, and it was a great evening, uh, and we all had fun. But uh, obviously, Saturday put a little damper on it, so. Licking our wounds a little bit, but we're ready to go. Go, let's go get Bielma. Go <laughs> so get <him>. the defensive <laughs> side of the ball, uh, they've been doing their job. Does that? And I understand in a perfect world, there's no you know strife. But you've heard about the NFL teams, which sure can pop up at college teams. At some point, if the defense is kicking butt, there's can be at times some ill will once in a while coming from a to the other side of the ball, even if you don't even best intentions there. Uh, not saying that's happening, but how does a defense keep locked in and, and just completely ignore, let's say in this case, if the offense isn't performing enough to get some victories? Well, I think there's a fine line, right, between like a little ill will, a little angst. Maybe in practice you get after each other, you start smacking guys around, maybe a little fight every once in a while versus you know maybe a toxic animosity where you, right. you can't break bread together. You know, Maybe you, you're sitting in different parts of the room, there's, there's fights in hallways and stuff, not in practice, right? You know, practice fights are different than fights in hallways. You got to, you got to keep it, you got to keep a positive outlook and you got to encourage each other, but you could get a little rough with each other in practice. And, and, you know, a little competition is a good thing. They already have it. Maybe just a little step it up, you know, put the heat on them. And, you know, where you see some holes in that offense, maybe you just try and expose it a little more and practice, you know, practice harder and get those guys better. That's, I mean, what, Tark, what do you think? They, I mean, would you um, do ones, ones, goal line, and short yards scrimmage? No, I would, no? Dude, I would light. I'd light every. I'd get it up, tune it up, you know. And that would ha- <laughs> that would have happened on, uh, I guess, Tuesday. Would have been the you know a big day of you know getting after it. So, you know, I I think this is operative. Look, we 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 played three of the top fifteen teams in the country. We don't normally play that that type of competition early on, maybe one team, but not three. So as bad as things seem, maybe they're not as bad. You know, um, I, I think we need to, you know, tighten our chin straps. We got to get number zero behind the quarterback. We need to run downhill. We need to, you know, dislodge the defensive line, you know, start just really displacing, you know, the defense and then play action off it. Um, try and complete a jet sweep without fumbling the ball. Not that we have. I mean, I don't know what, why we're not running that play, but if we can't hand the ball off on a jet sweep, we got problems. So, and we do have problems. So, you know, if we could just get back into it and let's go. I'm a big fan of number zero. I'm tired of the rest of the running backs. You can bench all of them. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, Malusi, go back to Clemson. Berger, go back to high school. And if Gerardo's hurt, next guy up. Let's go. Next guy up. Throw the ball until he can't do it or doesn't want to do it. Then the next guy goes. So, well, the, the way, Tari, uh, I, I, I'm running the offense, and I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, but you know, our horses uh, are only as good as what's uh, you know paving ways for them in front. And uh, unfortunately, sure. the line of scrimmage is not. Uh, being changed by what we're used to, the big uglies for the Badgers. And, and um, you know, I think that needs to change because I saw something glaring, which I, I was really disappointed because I thought, you know, after the Notre Dame game, I really truly thought that, um, you know, uh, Rudy would have lit those guys up 
all practice and they would have been pissing vinegar and you know you know how that is offensive linemen they perform at their best when they're uncomfortable and yeah. if they're walking on, on 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 broken glass and and you know i mean that's that's when they you really see their best and i i mean i saw the opposite i, I saw guys heads go in the tank literally um in pass protection he's just dropping heads i mean that's that's um they they, they lost their their confidence in their technique, which is disheartening, and I know that's that that tears Rudy apart yeah. because that's a mental well, that, thing. Yeah, no question, Derek. That's your department, so I'm gonna leave it to you. I'm taking care of the skill players. Okay. And, uh, since I'll, you were since, you, wait, wait, you, run, you qualified because you, you played fullback. You you qualified because <laughs> you play fullback for skill yeah. players, right? Well, you you certainly are the old lineman of this show, so I'm not gonna get into your wheelhouse there. But you need to run off a couple guys. Just run them off, lock them in the sauna, do something, make them uncomfortable. I'll run oh. off some running backs and some skilled guys who, you know, don't feel like they they want to get out there and do it. And then we'll just go out with whoever is willing. To and pay we're not the price. we're not we're not talking in the literal sense. Lock them in the sauna like the former Texas Tech coach did no. with a player in the. I, you know, I no. didn't say that. Oh, okay. I didn't say, okay. I didn't say literal. <laughs> I didn't say it, but you lock them in the sauna. Lock him in the sauna. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I'll say it again. <laughs> I didn't say it, but lock him in the sauna until they're ready to go or they run off or they do something. You know, make them lose their books. You know, they get lost on their way to class. You know, something like that. Shake it up a little bit. Yep. Get everybody uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. I, so, no. Whoever gets on the bus, whoever gets on the plane in Illinois, then we'll play with that. We'll play, we'll play with whatever's on the field, whoever dresses. And whoever wants it, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, it, it, I just—I so. I mean, I would—I want out of the eight, nine offensive linemen that have been playing, I want the five most miserable. Put the five most miserable offensive—I don't care who they are—just put the most miserable. If you could quantify that and figure <laughs> that out, you know, put those guys out there because that—that will give us a shot. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Any other questions, Mr. Rutledge? <laughs> Bielema week. Uh, yeah, we got to get after, get after Brett, man. He's going to be ready. You know, he's 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 going to you know he's going to try and find an edge here, and uh, you know they, they've got some guys on scholarship, so you know we got we got to be ready. I mean, and then and granted, look look at what we've done. I mean. I mean, we could get beat very easily down there. So remember, Barry. We got to lock him. Barry up. taught Brett a lot as far as what you're talking about, Tark, and, and trying to find an edge. You know, and 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 Brett's pretty good at that, and he'll he'll try to find one. Um, there's no question, and you know, he, he's familiar with this offense. Um, so I, it'll be it'll be it's going to be interesting, and you know, we better be ready. We just better be ready. Yeah. On a look, he'll... go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, he put 10 guys in the box, man. Oh, he'll no make, question. He'll make us throw the ball. And, and you know, on offense, he'll, or, um, yeah, on offense, he'll find some, some different things. I, I, one of the running backs ran for 300 yards. Now, it was against, like, I don't know, um, you know, a Division three school. But, you know, nevertheless, you know, he'll push the envelope, fake punt, fake kick. How about, how about this? When, when, t- when tight khakis is uh, – because I, I had this conversation with a good friend of ours before the Michigan game and, and said, you know, and Tark, you know this, um, we, we always had, you know, three, four exotics, you know, always in the game plan, depending on down and distance situation, of course, when you might call that. Um, and and you, got, yeah. you got tight khakis calling one on us for six. And we, I, we did nothing. Nothing 
Yeah, I know. Tight khakis being Harbaugh, who's probably one of the more conservative coaches. Exactly. Probably and we do nothing. And uh, So, yeah. um, one thing I feel good about is that in Brett's time at Wisconsin and at Arkansas, it really came down to, did he have the better players? When he had the better players, he won. When it was evenly matched for teams with better players, they usually lost. Connecting, you know, side note, uh, unrelated or related, Urban Meyer... Uh, and here's what happened at Ohio State. Um, college coaches seem to get, a la- get away with a lot in a college town. That college town controls the media. Nobody wants to upset it. Nobody wants to upset the college coach in that small college town. So not surprisingly, Urban Meyer comes back to his college town at his bar. And this time around, since he's not the coach anymore, he is videotaped uh, doing things that, you know, I think many uh, college football coaches have done, uh, and then uh, he is now facing the consequences for it. How does that play in the NFL locker room? Because reports are that basically the players are laughing at him, not not like in a good, not with him, laughing at him. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it all comes down to you know what kind of relationship he has with the team, how has he commanded that locker room, and you know, same with his family. You know what I mean? Does, does is he respected? Is this you know? And was this a one-off deal where, you know, he had too much to drink and it was, and, you know, or is it like, is this a pattern, right? And it, is, is he, it, does he not have the respect of the locker room? Is he still a college coach, so to speak, and not their coach? Um, and, and it has a lot to do with that, which we don't really understand, right? We don't know what, what he, how, he's, how he's treated. But, it, you know, if this is a pattern, then it's, it's a huge problem, Um so only only the people in those those doors know, uh, you know his family and those other people. They 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 will know more about that than we will. But uh, Derek, I don't know. What, yeah, I mean, you know, I I think uh, uh, at, you know whether it be um, Gainesville or Columbus, you know, a lot probably if if it, if if, it, if it, that was a pattern uh, of behavior, you, you know, in those places you're in a bubble and you're in a protected bubble. Um, you know, Madison, when Brett was here, I think he just got lucky, to be honest with you, um, because there there were uh, plenty of situations that we all probably heard of or heard stories, some true, some embellished, some, you know, maybe not true. Uh, but there was enough smoke, you know, around, you know, Brett being here and his, you know, his antics off the field uh, where I think he got lucky. Uh, quite honestly, because um, there could have been situations here where that that would have been, you know, uh, uh, you know, Bielman w- yeah. would have been dealing with something very similar. Fair enough. <laughs> Tarek turtles up on that. This is <laughs> Thursday Night Drive, presented by Metro well, Kia. Tarek, right, you want to go? <laughs> to not, he wasn't married, but you know there are probably things that he shouldn't be doing anyway. This is, and, and he was nowhere near what Urban Meyer is. Um, to you know his lore and how like perfect he is, right? I, I think Brett was a little bit, you know. Well, yeah, you got to get national championship. Yeah, we also you need to stop I mean? making college coaches out to be saints or professors. Like they're co- they're college football coaches, and they they play into themselves. Not just Brett and Urban, but uh, Paul doesn't do this. But some coaches kind of present this holier than thou mentality when it's like you're just a college coach. I think sure. Paul and Greg have a good job of keeping that that ego out of it, but. Um, that whole mentality that we create for these coaches are ridiculous. Like they coach football, they should be 
decent men, but when you can't hold them to the same standard, you're, you're going to hold uh, the more impressive people in your life. Talk. we got to go on that, though, because yeah. we're way past time here. What? What? Yeah, that, that's, me? No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we extended time because Tarek's not here. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we got to yeah, talk with... I got with... a big volleyball. My daughter's volleyball game yeah. I got to be at tonight, and uh, sorry I couldn't be there, but uh, I know you guys are holding down the fort, so... All right, go th- Badgers. Keep the faith. Let's go. All right. Thanks for calling in, Tark. All right. This is All right. Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light and Fireball. 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin. Man. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. The month of October is the time to take advantage of Carbon World Health special offer. You go to carbonworldhealth.com slash ESPN and you can read more about it. The first 20 people that respond to this special promotion, whether you can just go into Carbon World Health over by Mineral Point uh, in Madison, you go to carbonworldhealth.com slash ESPN and you can have the opportunity to work out for free for a month at Carbon World Health. That will allow you uh, to see everything they have to offer on the workout side of things and then pick and choose what works out best for you. Uh, again, for October, they're only doing this in October. Now, you don't have to use the whole month in October, but go to carbonworldhealth.com slash ESPN and sign up to just go. The first 20 people to sign up get the opportunity to work out there for free for a month. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light and Fireball on 100.5 ESPN. By the the ESPN app and Wisconsin on demand. Go ahead. How did this work out? Yeah. So you got the chicken. Yeah. What did you get? G. What did you get? G. The, G yeah. What 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 did you get? I got the the spicy burger, the ha, yeah. jalapeno habanero yep. burger. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounded good. Um, mine was good. Yeah. I mean, I just had yeah. a few bites of yeah. it. I was a little nervous because there's double pork. There's yeah bacon. It's I, a I lot. It's a lot. Ham. Yeah. Yeah. And the burger. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like, here's how it worked I'm out. I'm going to have to go to Carbon World Health <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. I was at Carbon World Health. They did some of my blood work. I said, you know what? I don't need to eat the double ham pork right, thing. The, uh, double <laughs> so pork. At least this was fried chicken. It's chicken, but it's like uh, I took some of the breading off of it. At I, least I it was a bite. chicken. Like, Is there ham on here, too? Right, yes. I looked at it, so that looks good. I can't eat that. We should have had Alex eat it. He's the young one. He yeah, come on, Alex. He could have taken the, 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 the blow to the, the arteries no, there. Let's give it to the oldest and the heaviest. Perfect. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you were the last one here, so it was kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, no good, three good yeah, options, yeah, but we amen. definitely amen. Uh, kind of picked thanks out what we preferred. It. Yes, absolutely. Thanks to the nitty-gritty. Uh, Badgers, getting back to the Badgers and Bielema week here. Yep. On the football side of it, obviously, Brett's going to get his team ready to play. I, I'm pretty sure Paul or Rudy, someone's going to have the Badgers ready to play as well. Uh, Paul's not a, doesn't seem like the, the rah-rah, fire guys up sort of player. What gave but, you that idea? <laughs> but I would imagine someone on that staff uh, and, or someone on that team knows what this game means to, to Paul. I, I would imagine if Paul's going to do it for a game, he's going to let the guys know he wants to beat Brett. It's also, again, very important for the Badgers because they ha- they cannot leave any winnable games on the table if they want to be bowl eligible. Monte Ball said after the post game, he doesn't know if they're going to make a bowl this year. So they got a lot of things to turn around. Well, it, I, I, we'd have to go back a ways now. Yeah. Um, when we were staring at one and three, I I, I don't know. I don't because that seven and six year, I don't think they ever hit one and three. Yeah, that was like um, the worst year they had. 
since I've been around here, and that was Brett's, I think, 2008. That was right, my first year right. here back in Wisconsin. So, so th- you know, think about that. In, in this day and age, and we got NAL, and we got transfer yeah. portals, and we got we got we got sensitivities everywhere, yeah. and and um, you know, I I don't know really how a coach approaches this, but you know what, the game of football hasn't changed. It really, I mean, it's evolved. 1990, but, Strofe chimed in. Uh, Barry's first year was the last one and three start. Okay, so it definitely has changed since then, as far as. Uh, <laughs> You know how you coach players, yeah, and I think you how you've coached players in just in the last six, seven, eight years has changed dramatically. Um, I don't know, you know, I, I I struggle with this. I always kind of, you know, I always kind of pick the brains of coaches that I come across in, in the college ranks and and how you handle these kids and uh, you know with the sensitivities and it's a different era and I get it and social media and so on and so forth, but. Football is still one of the toughest games around, and you can't play it if you're not mentally tough. So it's still, in my mind, and it's a little bit old school, but I, I still think, um, like, if if I'm on the Badger staff and I'm I'm coaching a certain unit, I'm 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 pressing them like no other and lighting them up during practice and bringing them in my 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 meeting room afterwards and put my arm around them and 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 also. You know, congratulating them on hard work because that's what you want to see if it's there. Um, but rewarding them to a certain degree is like this is this is what it takes. Like we got to turn this around. Um, so if they buy in, that's the team you want. If they don't, you don't want them. You you, you just don't. Let's hear from uh, the man who once described himself uh, as a uh, a person with a self uh, defecating sense of humor. Uh, the Brett Bielema. Let's hear some of uh, IG set aside some choice clips from his press conference. Just as much as I talk to them all the time about their past is important to me because it defines who you are, right, and who you are at that moment, all of that is behind me. None of that applies to any moment in any preparation mode this week whatsoever. And and it's easy for me to say that because I live it and I know it and I do it. I think it's hard for the outside world to understand that, but it really has zero impact on the, on the impact of this game this week with our preparation or our performance. Just- any other ones you want to play there? Go ahead. It was quickly brought to my attention by several people, uh, the way I laid out. So when Coach Vilma gets his 100th win is when we deserve to win and when we play enough uh, to execute to have a win, and that's the probably the more fulfilling moment for me than anything. So there's uh, Brett referring to himself uh, in the third person there because if he wins, it's his 100th win, and that would come against the Badgers. Brett's got a lot on the line with this Illinois job. This is This is probably... I mean, if he doesn't succeed here, he's done as a head coach, I would imagine. I can't see him get another job. But uh, Brett, I think... That was a weird quote. You want to hear it again? Uh, Alex can fire it up. Uh, yeah, can you... If, if Brett Bielema gets his 100th win... Yeah, it's just, it was quickly brought to my attention by several people, uh, the way I laid out. So when Coach Bielema gets his 100th win is when we deserve to win and when we play enough uh, to execute to have a win, and that's the probably the more fulfilling moment for me than anything. Oh, what the gibberish! When, yeah, it, it, that made no sense. Welcome to my world. I, when I mean, cover the Badgers. You get a win, you deserve to win. But I mean, but you get wins that you don't deserve. I don't. I mean, somebody forfeit. I don't. I don't know. Uh, as Brett would like to say, he always liked to say, "All's I know." Uh, so he's not an order. 
He's not. Uh, he's not that. But he has to shake the reputation. I really don't like the fact that this could be his hundredth win, though. I agree. I want the Badgers to to win this. He needs to prove two things. Brett does. Since leaving Wisconsin, he hasn't been successful as a head coach. And even at Wisconsin, his record against teams that were ranked similar or better than him was not good. So it was, you roll out the talent, he can go out and beat you up. You, he, you have better talent, you're you're going to go ahead and probably beat the Badgers under Brett Bielema. And it happened all the time, obviously. Same thing down at Arkansas. So he's got to you know change that perspective for him. And let's not forget, his best years were uh, with, with a lot of guys that were handpicked for him by Barry, Paul Christ and others. I mean, that staff. Uh, so even his picking of the staff, uh, I think, was suspect at Wisconsin his last few years. Because remember, he went 8-6 and six his last year. That was third in the Big Ten West. But there were a, a uh, two suspensions from Ohio State and Penn State that put him into the Big Ten championship game against Nebraska. They housed Nebraska. He quit. Barry coached the Rose Bowl. That team uh, obviously was kind of on a downward slide. And then Gary... I don't know what you want to call it, Gary Anderson did here. So, you know, Brett, I think he's got that, out of dodge. Was that the Kurt Phillips-led uh, Badgers uh, under center at quarterback? Yeah, and, and you know, he's Stavik on his, came in to play like, some too or not? fifth knee or something. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I mean, gut, and Kurt's a great, gutsy great guy. guy. Yeah. A gutsy guy, absolutely. And and Barry did not want to coach that game. Right. You know, um, you know and, and ultimately, and like he said, you know, in his speech on on Friday night, it, it's always been about the players. It's always been about the kids. It literally, I mean, it, it, it's the truth. It, it, you know, you hear coaches say that. You know, and, and and yeah, you're saying that for recruiting reasons, this and that. But he's lived and breathed that and proved it. You know, over obviously, I mean, decades. And um, you know, I I I think he did it. Just because of that, and um, you know, and, and he was close. It was a good, tough, hard, oh, hard yeah. physical game. Yeah, um, did not come on on uh, you know the winning in the winning column there. But I, I will tell you that they were kind of on a down a down slope with with Bielema. I mean, it, you know, he had it was Matt Canada. One yep, he was his OC. Who's the OC at Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, right now? Yeah. Not, <laughs> Kind of unfair for Matt because he's got the the tail end of uh, Ben Roethlisberger out there, yeah. the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger, right? Exactly, um, throwing passes. You know, but I I, I think um, you know I'm not I'm not in the Scalzo camp, but I think Brett did a lot of good. What's good the Scalzo here. camp? Well, he, he, I was listening to you know the Brust and Scalzo, yeah. Scalzo and Brust earlier, and and um, you know Scalzo thinks that uh, the Badgers would have been better off if they still had Brett. Oh, stealing my question. I did that. That was one I posted on Tuesday yeah. by trolling Tuesday question of would they have been off? No, I, they, Brett wouldn't have stayed. Like it wouldn't have gotten as far. He would have been fired or run off it, it, or Urban Meyered. Something would have happened here that he would have not been here. So we got. We'll go. We can come back to. We got a break here. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light and by Fireball. Metro Kia Madison is home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty and the 1995 oil change. You can browse their inventory at MetroKiaMadison.com. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. 
presented by Coors Light and Fireball. Live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, I'm Jim Rutledge alongside Derek Engler. And uh, you can listen back to this show or any other show uh, of In the Trenches on the Wisconsin On Demand feed. You can listen to that at Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is you like or to listen Metro to the Or Monday Night Drive. What know. did I say? In the Trenches. Did I say In the Trenches? Yeah, that's and okay. It's We've been talking Thursday a Thursday Night Drive. Or Thursday Night Drive. We both, yeah. we both F'd that we, up. All right, so. so there we go. You can listen to... <laughs> Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, wherever it is that uh, you like to listen to podcasts. And that feed is brought to you by good friends at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Whether, you know, holiday season's coming up, whether it's end of the year parties for your team, uh, holiday part families coming into town, you don't want to cook and everything like that. Have lean the team over at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, do a great job. And uh, you can enjoy the best happy hour in town, the sizzle, swizzle, and swirl happy hour. And uh, with that horseshoe bar and those great specials, you can't miss out. Yeah, it's absolutely one of my favorite places to go. And uh, Lee, Lee takes care of all the patrons. I mean, he does he does exactly what you'd want as a restaurant GM of a fine establishment that serves nothing but the best um, across the menu. And uh, to have that happy hour is just insane. And yep. that, that's not what you expect at a, a high-end high restaurant like that. And it's that's pretty special in itself. Absolutely, and great atmosphere there over at at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Uh, let's switch gears, and we talked a lot of uh, Badger football in that first hour here. Let's switch gears to the Green Bay Packers. Before the Steelers game wasn't really that interesting. They they handled the Steelers in the same way that they handled the Lions. I would imagine the Packers here, uh, be, with combined with their schedule, and most importantly, the Packers being a better team. They face Cincinnati, Chicago, and Washington. I would imagine the Packers will have three straight arm's length victories here because they are facing teams that they're better than. And you have Aaron Rodgers, who uh, the power of 12 is what I call it, the great eraser. Even if there are some flaws in that game, Aaron's going to keep that game at arm's length. And the Packers, you know, recipe for winning in the regular season against lesser opponents, I think is still going to stay in play here of get a lead, force a team out of what they're comfortable with, Allow the defense to pin their ears back, be you know, force the offense to be one dimensional, and you can make enough plays. The Packers missed out on Stephon Gilmore uh, earlier this year, or earlier this week, and when he was reported that maybe he wanted to come to Green Bay, and he ended up in Carolina uh, as part of a trade. Uh, but then after that, the Packers were able to pick up Jalen Smith. Now, Jalen Smith down in Dallas has been a stud at times. He was a backup right now. He has knee issues. But uh, I don't know what it says to the the depth of the Green Bay Packers at that inside linebacker position. But if Jalen Smith is healthy, he's an improvement. So Dallas backup starter in Green Bay. But regardless of how good he is, he's definitely, I think, better than the Packers had on the roster. Very low risk uh, sort of move for Green Bay. Oh, I agree. I mean, you know, I mean, really the risk is health, right? Right. So, but if he's hurt, you can bring someone else back in. Yeah. Exactly, and um, but if he's healthy, he he's a producer, you know, and he, he's a freak of an athlete when healthy. So you know, and quite honestly, the Packers any any improvements? Yeah, so that's a, a good thing. That's kind of where it's at. It speaks a lot to the overall depth of that team. I think you know Dallas has they feel good about their defense. As soon as they got two players off the COVID reserve list at the inside linebacker position, they let Smith go to make room. I think otherwise he would have been a cut. Uh, in the in the off season, the guy they could have brought in a little bit earlier, so that does help the Packers. But the biggest thing here, and I know it's hyperbolic, but we talked about it earlier in the week on the jump around. I think Jair Alexander is the second most important player on the Green Bay Packers, 
and Tasha kind of danced around this, that if Jair's out for the whole season, which could be on the table, maybe it's week 18, maybe it's the playoffs, but if he's out for the whole season, uh, he really doesn't like their chances of being able to win a Super Bowl. Because he locks down, one, he's one of the best corners in the league, and cornerback, number two here, cornerback is a weakness for the Packers outside of Jerry Alexander. Because if you have to roll with King and the rookie Stokes, and then Chandler Sullivan, now all of a sudden, that side of the football is a lot worse. And I would say, through most of the year so far, Derek, I think the Packers have had more coverage sacks than they've had uh, pressure interceptions. I, I think that when the Packers are getting sacks, it's because Jair is locking a guy down and uh, then the defensive lineman have time to get home. Yeah. Um, so here's here's a vi- this is the one stat that um, you know when I was with the New York Giants that uh, my head coach Jim Fossil at the time would always put up turnover differential and who are the playoff teams from the prior year. Right now, the Packers are in a very good position there. I mean, they're, they're you know they're tied for number eight in the NFL this season in turnover differential, which is great because yep. that means you're you're a playoff team, yep. right? Um, since 2019, they're number three in turnover dif- differential, only behind New Orleans and New England. So if they losing a Jair Alexander, obviously is going to possibly hamper that. Yeah. Well, um, and Aaron Rodgers throwing what one year two interceptions. I mean, that really skews what? it. It's it happy to do with the Packers holding on. Absolutely. Ball. I don't yep. care, but the, yep. the stat is the stat. It's yep. to, that's that's literally how you make the playoffs yeah. in oh, this yeah, league is, is yeah. turnover differential. So um that would be a, a big concern uh for me uh, if Jair is out because he is one of your best players. Um if not, you know, your best player on defense, obviously. Yeah. I look at you know defenses and the Packers have been kind of middle of the road for a while and again it goes back to the power twelve that same thing you, you bring up a stat and it's because of Aaron Rodgers he doesn't turn the ball he just doesn't do it and all of a sudden you win that turnover you'd have to be an abysmal defense not to win the the turnover margin there but uh, when you look at it I look at QB hits not pressures QB hits sacks and interceptions. To me, that's especially when the playoffs are on, that's more important than anything else for a defense because yardage and points, if you can get the turnovers, when the Packers won the Super Bowl last, which now is like forever ago, Woodson and Matthews were making plays, getting after the quarterback and forcing interceptions. I, I, I tell you what, I, li- I like, uh, you know, and Tausch, I give Tausch credit. Uh, that kid played his butt off against the Steelers. Um, the tackle, I can't remember his name right now, but you know he he, he played really well, and, and both those tackles are... Jenkins and Turner? Or no, who filled no, in? You're right, no. That's right, Jenkins is out. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, I can't remember his name, but yeah. I'll get it in a second here. I get, it is uh, Yash Neiman. Yeah. Is that right? Neiman? Wow. You should know this before I should. You're asking me pronunciation. I, yeah, so... Yash Nimon did a great job. I mean, TJ's out there. Granted, he was hurt. Well, TJ know. had two sacks still. I mean, like uh, one of them. Uh, I'm not saying it's on. Yeah, I'm just saying that yeah. TJ still got TJ did TJ things. Yeah, it is I funny agree. the standards been set for TJ Watt. I Everyone's agree. like, yeah, he wasn't that great. Well, he had two sacks and a tackle for loss. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of them, I you know was okay, whatever. But I agree. But you know, at the same time, I I really like the fact that here you got your two best tackles hurt. And, and they're still competing out there. Oh, yeah. You know, so I really like what the offensive line, especially inside center guard, you know, rookies, uh, what they're doing. 
Um, I, I, I like this offensive line in protecting Aaron Rodgers, yeah. especially you get you get Bakhtiari back. I don't know if it will be for Arizona or KC. Um, you know, we're gonna have to put up points. You know, well, that's the thing. The other part of it is uh, you, you got to give yeah, that's credit. The, that's the number right now, number yeah. one and two offense yep. in in the in the league. So you got to give credit to the floor. Uh, he is calling a game plan that Rodgers isn't holding it and bombing right. it. Right. He is getting it out of his hands. And again, and it's, so it's funny. Actually, you know, we'll, we'll take a break here. We'll come back and talk more about the Packers offense. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light and Fireball on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN Up, and Wisconsin Man. Are you ready for the Thursday Night Drive? This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. With former Badgers Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Jim Rutledge. Welcome back to Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. Presented by Coors Light and Fireball. Metro Kia, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty in the 1995 oil change. Uh, if you're looking to get into Kia, they got some grace, uh, great lease termination offers for you. You can get out of your lease or get out of your loan and get yourself into a new Kia over at Metro Kia of Madison. Jim Rutledge, Derek Engler, live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Uh, and we we're talking to Green Bay Packers here, and when we talk about you know Lafleur's play calling and, and the Rogers side of things, uh, I just wanted to kind of you know throughout the week we talk about different things. I wanted to take your your thoughts on it, and one of them here is that um, Tauscher is you know was given a lot of credit to Goody as a GM, and and Wildy was more of a, a wishy washy. Said like, hey, he's done some good, he's done some bad, and I think all these guys, whether it is Lafleur, whether it is Goody. Like Aaron Rodgers is the great eraser. Everything looks better with Aaron Rodgers. There's plenty of GMs who have made really good left tackle picks and defensive end picks. It's all to, for not if you don't have a quarterback to win you a bunch of games, which I think is a fair criticism. Maybe Goody hears that. Maybe that's why he wants to go to his. Uh, you know why he wants to go to his guy Jordan Love. But I was talking with my producer uh, Alex Strofe, huge Packer fan, and he just keeps on coming back to the fact that Goody should be fired after this season if it gets rid of Aaron Rodgers. It just keeps on coming back to its hangover the season, this last dance, getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, the way he is playing, it will be one of the dumbest moves in NFL history. And Goody seems to be barreling towards it. You know what? Um, I mean, if, it, what's weird is I agree with Tausch. Yeah. Because I, I think he's done things uh, that uh, the Green Bay Packer organization has needed for a while. Um, this, this uh, you know, whatever this is, you know, just really putting your stakes in the ground, digging your heels in. Uh, you know, I know that was your draft pick at quarterback, um, but it's really difficult for me to understand. Um, and 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 he knows the league well, and he knows what it takes to win a championship. Um, and it, it's at one position, really. Uh, it truly, I mean, at least give you a shot. You know, you got to have somewhat of a defense. You know, but if you but, don't, it's. What, it's like ten times harder if you don't have the quarterback. You right. need other things, but if you don't have the quarterback, and um, it, 
you know, I mean, I guess you're you're gonna, you're gonna I mean, if you want to, if you want to just create your own grave, that's fine. Then yeah. then dismiss Rogers, then you're done. Yeah, but that's um, why I just don't get, like. I can't. I, I agree with you. Goody's been doing some good things, but if he if he forces Rogers out, then he's one of the worst GMs in NFL history. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's both things can be true. Like everything you did is completely worthless. Just give trade love, keep Rogers and. You know what boggles my mind is is I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think number twelve's asked for anything crazy. No, I don't think he's been you know off the grid. And you know we got we got question marks about whoa gosh he's getting a little long in the tooth. He's you know no. See Rogers was he never did the far stuff of hinting at retiring. Always talked right. about wanting to play into his forties. Always talked about wanting to be a Green Bay Packer. Uh, you know, he said, you know, he's the said only it. LC I could stamp on his head when I say LC loose cannon is, yeah, okay, great. He did some mindfulness. He went to Hawaii, he grew his hair out, grew a beard, yeah. mustache, whatever. I mean, okay, well, that's, but that was fo- after that, the that, pick. That, that's focusing on himself, and I wouldn't put an LC yeah. on his head. I and mean, that's that's personal improvement. And he's okay. So, uh, as far as like with the organization and, and what he's requesting or what he wants or what he wants to be involved with. No, I think those are all reasonable requests. I, I think the death blow, and maybe Goody can save it, was the Jordan Love pick because Rodgers was blindsided by it. And that's when it sounded like he decided last year that was going to be his last year. He was wrong on that. He goes and does the self-care and, and kind of tries to make himself better. Uh, is a little bit funky, but he's back in. He, he's negotiated things to where he has control. He has control now. It's a $50 million cap hit right now under Aaron Rodgers uh, for the Green Bay Packers. He has the control, which is what he wanted. But he wasn't any of these things until Jordan Love picked was picked. He was, I'm a Packer for life. I'm Mr. Team. Uh, I am the guy. I, I'm all in on this. And when Jordan Love was picked, that's when it went sideways. You know, and what surprises me about that is... Um Obviously, he's in great physical shape still, despite his age. And and you see, you know, some of that class, whether whether it be Brady Breeze, um, you know, even Peyton yeah. to a certain degree. Uh, uh, he was out in Denver. Yeah, you know, <laughs> couldn't throw the ball very well. But and, that, and that was because he like what he had that na- nasty neck injury. Yeah, but yeah, was... yeah. I mean, so it, you'd, you'd think when you have one of the all-time greats in the history of the National Football League. Yeah. You you would do anything you can to to squeeze everything you can out of them. You'd think so, and because because I you can get a Jordan Love, you can get a Jordan Love yeah. in the third round. Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean that's next year, next year following. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean Jordan Love, it, it may. I, what are the odds it all hits? But even if he, let's say he hits like an average prospect, so what? You you got rid of Aaron Rodgers to have Alex Smith. At best, that's best case scenario. Best case, and but it's still not most likely winning you a Super Bowl because everything has to go perfect. Alex Smith, his last year in Kansas City, had one of the greatest statistical seasons of all time for a quarterback. When the playoffs hit and he actually had to make plays as a great quarterback, it was over. And so, unless you have, I'm I'm an expert at bad quarterback play and what teams need to do to get to the Super Bowl if they don't have a good quarterback. I saw it in Chicago. They got there with arguably the greatest defense of all time in '85, and then they got back. Uh, you where, know what? Two thousand eight. Where was where was Dak? Dak was I think a fourth round pick. Yep. Where was where was Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes was not. He was pick uh, ten. Yeah. Oh, he, he, yeah. He was. Okay. For, yeah. Okay. Russ, I knew. He, I, I thought he was mid first round, but he, I knew he wasn't he, top they, five. Chiefs but. traded back up for him. Okay. Uh, Russ. 
Yeah, fourth. Yeah, third, obviously. Third or something. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there have there's I mean, there's more than just those guys yeah, yeah. that you I, can t- top of my head. Yeah. You know. Yeah, if, if you're gonna, you know, take a chance, do it in the middle rounds, you know, unless it's a, a Patrick Mahomes. But even then, I mean, Patrick Mahomes ten. Well, to your steal. point, Kirk Cousins. I mean, a lot of teams would be happy with Kirk Cousins, but that's what Kirk Cousins gets you. You have to put everything together perfect. The Ravens. We talked about, you know, this. Like the Ravens have had some great defenses, but it's it's really their their sustained success. Think about of, their two winning Super Bowl quarterbacks. Yes, one uh, unfortunately whom I've had yeah. to face in Trent Dilfer, but uh, you know, and the other guy, uh, you know, Flacco. Flacco, you know, I mean, yeah. he got paid. Too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and Flacco was average. I mean, like a league average, slightly above league average yeah. quarterback. They put they put a lot of things around him. But right now they've had their most. Yeah, it's, a, it's called a running game in defense. Yeah, yeah. But right now they've had the most sustained set, uh, success in the regular season with Lamar because at least he can go out and and win you some games in the regular season. Well, he's a game changer. Yeah, and, yeah. and so that. But you know, and even Lamar wasn't some. I mean, pe- a lot of people wrote Lamar off. Remember, he was like, "Oh, he can't play quarterback." Yeah, in the I, don't, NFL. I don't know where he went, Louisville wise. I think he still he was still a first rounder. I think, but I, but still, kind of uh, not. I mean, a lot of people were kind of writing that pick. I mean, it just seemed it was not a beloved pick there. No, I agree. Uh, and and so again, one of those guys where you you just you don't know exactly what you're going to get out of uh, the, these players, and you know, people can surprise and. Lamar Jackson was a guy that people thought w- was not going to be what he was. Uh, maybe Alex can look up when he was picked uh, the, overall. The problem is is the ego that goes into the front offices across <laughs> the league, yeah. um, you know, and their picks, and and you know, it's it's the ones the, the really successful ones that understand where yeah we we might have guessed wrong there, you know, and um, you know I, I I just I'm not seeing it at all. Uh, whether it's a personal thing because they don't get along or what have you, but I mean, you know, you're you're basically paving your career. I mean, you you might go somewhere else, but you ain't going to be a GM no. anywhere. Lamar was the last pick in the 2018 okay uh, first round draft. So. Yeah, yeah they traded back in to get him in the first round. Uh, yeah, as I said before, and we'll go to break on this. Goody's the only person in the world to watch the last dance and said, you know what, Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry Krause, that's who I want to be. You know, Jerry Krause was not a GM much longer after that he rode out, rode Jordan out of town. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, Goody. Have you won anything? Right. Nothing. 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 I mean, at least those guys. Yeah, at least he had the six rings. Yeah, He's got exactly. that to, 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 to look at in the trophy case. My God. And he Krause, to his credit, drafted Jordan and acquired Pippen. A lot of these guys, and I'm not saying Goody's not great, but. Bakhtiari, Adams, Rogers, these are all these were not his guys. Kenny Clark. Now Jay Alexander is, but so he's not saying he can't make picks, but the key, the most important members of this team are still not necessarily goody guys. Right. Uh, the, you know, they were Ted Thompson guys. This is Metro Kia's Thursday night drive on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Group Health Cooperative knows you're more than a number. Your GHC doctor gets you 
understands you, and doesn't just care for you, but about you. And GHC knows you have high expectations. If you have an experience at a GHC clinic that doesn't meet your expectations, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. It's another you and GHC are better together moment. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light and Fireball on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. We're live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. We're, uh, you got the Rams uh, coming up here uh, against the Seahawks. And right now we also got uh, Houston handling Tulane and we got Tampa taking on Boston in the playoffs. A great time. You know, October could be the best sports month out there. But I want to talk about uh, just the NFC overall. There's some, I mean, the Rams with Stafford, they look pretty good. Their only loss right now is to Arizona, who is undefeated right now. You know, they added J.J. Watt to their defense, and Kyler Murray looks like he's taking another step there. Seattle's like at the bottom of the division, and they're still a pretty good football team. They can change their fate tonight. Uh, San Francisco looks like they'll probably start falling. I mean, looks like Jimmy G's out. They're going to go with the rookie Trey Lance, so that'll change things up here. But then you also have Tampa. And I think all these teams are close uh, in no particular order. I'd, I'd put the Rams in Tampa, Arizona, and Green Bay as kind of the top teams here in the NFC. I don't know if there's anyone else. In that or, order? No, I, I don't think so. I probably would put – you know, I had the Rams as the best team, but I, I think I have to give it to the Cardinals being undefeated after they just beat the Rams. So I'd go Cardinals 1 and the rest after that. I think the, I think the Rams would be 2. Their teams are built different here. Like the Rams – and Tampa have really good defenses and, and, and a quarterback play that's not quite to the level of Aaron Rodgers, but Brady's pretty great. Uh, but then you have I think Arizona and Green Bay are more similar teams. I think uh, what scares me the most in the NFC is that Arizona offense. And never mind, they actually got some werewolves on defense. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I Arizona scares me the most. Yep. Um you know, I'd, I'd actually almost want to um, rematch against Tampa. I, I really would. Um, you know, because I I, I, I don't know. I, I obviously they got weapons and they got a great defense, and it's Brady. Um, but all this goes I, back to if there's no Jerry Alexander, man, that's that's going to be a slaughter oh, out there. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, I mean, what what do we even know the status so whatsoever? This is this, it doesn't seem encouraging because they keep on looking for more and more opinions because they right. don't want him to have surgery because if he has surgery, it's going to push it to either season ending or really late yeah. in the season. Mm. So the nice thing now is with the IR rules, you don't have to like put on IR with a designation to return. You can put on IR and bring him back if you need to. So yeah. uh, there is that flexibility, but... If there's surgery, he's going on the IR, and he's gone for... I mean, even... And I'm sure he can do a lot of things physically to kind of stay in shape, but if he's out to, like, say, week 18 with the... You know, now, you know, with the playoffs and the extended season, him coming back right there is not going to be the Jai Alexander we saw beforehand, most likely, because he's not going to get real football reps. Yeah. I mean, and, and so it's competitive, obviously, and injuries are going to happen. Yeah. Um, the, and we're early yet. Yep. And the Rams, though, that defense. We just started the second quarter of the yep. NFL. Yep. So, yep. you know, I mean, it's it's early. It is. But the Packers, again, they're right there in the mix. So it's not like they can't do it. Things could break against them. They're not getting good injury luck. Zadarius Smith being out for the year, bad luck. They just lost another player. Uh, his name's all of a sudden escaping me uh, for the year. He was a backup player. Uh, Rivers or someone, uh, an outside linebacker who's out for the year now. They added Jalen Smith, but... Uh, obviously, Bakhtiari 
I've been on the IR. I, I, I think Zedarius shut it down. But, you know, obviously uh, he was injured, but yeah. I, I think I think he um, wanted to just took the surgery well, instead of pushing it through. Well, you could have done that three weeks prior. True. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, he he served us well for a short time, and he's it's time to move on. And you know, I I think uh, Jahair though is a big blow. That that's that's one right there that you know. To Chauncey ta- to Rivers point. is the guy I'm talking about. Torn ACL in practice, so just but he's yeah. outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but you know, we need that back end uh, against teams like Arizona and the Rams. Yep, <laughs> and that's where. But then it, it, here's the thing: it automatically still gets thinner. So you had Jair at the, a very high level. King's not playing great. Stokes is a rookie. He's going to have up and down moments. I mean, there was play. I mean, one of the plays. Uh, in the second game of the year, Stokes was burned, but Jair actually ran over and intercepted the pass. Uh, and so, uh, and you know, the, there's some plays here where Alexander's been able to cover not just his guy, but able to come over and help out against that Steeler game. Uh, if you, if and I'm, I didn't see all these because I don't have access to the All 22, but the All 22 breakdown, there were Steeler players running open. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger couldn't get it to him. Like the ball couldn't get there, but guys were open on some of these throws. So it's not like it reminded me back when I got to sit in the press box with the Badgers once in a while, and you see some of these teams like, ah, it was a good game, but there were some guys running open. It's just the team they put, faced was incapable of getting the ball uh, down the field to them. So uh, the Packers are clearly in that upper echelon and with the Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. I don't, I can't think of any other teams in the NFC besides those four. I don't think I'm missing anyone that that I would really pick to. You know, I don't think Carolina no. can do it. Uh, I, you know, obviously the Saints. I mean, maybe the, we're talking about bottom of the yeah no I, playoff teams. Even if you know, let's say Minnesota or Chicago pulled I mean, out, I, they're at the ne- bottom of the, the playoffs. Never, never put anything past Russell. I mean, if Seattle yes. goes on a run, um, you know, it, to your point, you're, you got a rookie out in San Fran now. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought if Jimmy G could. You know, San Fran's a good football team. Yep. I mean, the Packers. Barely, barely got yeah. by them. So, yeah. if this rookie comes out and does some magical things, yep. who knows? Right, exactly. Know? I mean that that whole NFC West is ridiculous. It's uh, it's like the anti East. Yeah, but I think like when I look at a Dallas, uh, I would say that they could be a good team. I just don't think they're in the echelon of where the Packers, those other teams are. Like there, there could be whether it's Minnesota or Dallas or well, they have weapons on offense. They do. So yep. I mean, it, it's it's. What C D Lamb, um, you know, obviously Zeke, Zeke yeah. and Dak and, and even the other receiver um and I'll forget his name uh, all of a sudden, the yeah. guy from Bama, uh the guy from the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, his, his name's gonna escape me at <laughs> the moment. Ruggs? No, uh no, the the guy from the Raiders. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> it's a very famous receiver for Dallas. Right? Uh, Amari Cooper. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. I Gee. It's too late for me. It's getting too close to 8 o'clock. I know. My body's shutting down. But, I mean, with the the Rams, do you buy Stafford with this McVay offense? Because it seems like he's been able to play to the levels that we kind of thought maybe Stafford could be because this offense, which it's I guess you call it the Shanahan offense that had success with Jimmy G and Matt Ryan before that, and, and now you're seeing McVay have success. He had success with Goff. We saw what the floor was able to do when he was able to, you know, coach uh, Aaron Rodgers, and all of a sudden this offense, you know, took those, some of those other offenses, put on steroids. Stafford's not Rodgers, but he's better than those other guys, and so 
you're seeing what the Rams can do. And they fell behind in the game, not to the Rams, but the game before. And then I think Stafford put up like 14 points in the fourth quarter, and they won. So uh, that team is is loaded there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think uh, that that signing in the offseason, that really, I, my you know, my eyebrows raised, and I said, oh, boy. I mean, that's going to be something there. And, um, you know, I, I, I think in the end, it comes down to the Rams, it comes down to the Packers, and it comes down to Arizona and Tampa. Yep. I really I do think you, yep. it's those four teams. Yep. Uh, Anyone else is competing? Just some, to make the- some, you know, major injury to a very, very key position quarterback or something of, of that sort. Um, I just – I think it's those four teams in the NFC. With uh, Arizona – I used to prize. I know Tauscher was dumping on them last year, and they were pretty good. This was before the season started, and now they've gotten better. He kind of thought they were fake. I don't know if he just thinks Cliff Kingsbury is too good of a good, too good looking of a coach to be a great coach or, or what. But uh, I think Cliff has kind of proven the the doubt is wrong on him. Yeah, the number one offense in the league. Yeah, and, and he he seems to really get it. And yeah. that pick of Murray was not a. I mean, it was not a reach, but he's a shorter quarterback. But they didn't blink an eye at that. And I think the best teams now at the quarterback position, they don't shy away from what the um, the best player, you know, what player does best. They just say, okay, how can I maximize? Murray's this good. So if we have a short quarterback, what can we do? Move him around, get him out of the pocket, get the ball, you know, let's take advantage with what he does well. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I haven't – it's hard because we don't get to see very many Arizona games, right? Right. So, so you know, I haven't – has JJ been producing? Has he been doing all right? Uh, you know, I'd I, say okay. I mean, but he's got, a presence. Got, it's hard. Chandler. You yeah. know, I mean, so you got a good defense as well. Yep. You know, we'll uh, take a break here. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, one hundred point five ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin Demand. Rams jerseys almost look like practice jerseys because they got kind of like a like a cream or dirt color to them, so they just look like they're dirty. Doesn't it look like a, an old school like just a T-shirt for the for the Rams there as they as they take on? This looks like a flag football game. I don't mind the jerseys. Is this on Fox or NFL Network? Both. Oh, uh, it is both. You know, so they'll they'll run it on both. I'm not sure which one we currently have it on. Probably Fox, uh, but they will run it on on both. And uh, this is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, uh, presented by Coors Light and Fireball. Jim Rutledge, Derek Engler with you. Uh, it is actually on the NFL Network, so, um, but you also can watch it on Fox. It's a 0-0 game right now, but just side note, like this, the Seattle jerseys, and I'm not a jersey guy, they are wild. I don't mind them, but they are, that is a color. <laughs> that is fluorescent green. Key lime. Yeah, I, I definitely had... I don't know if it was shoes or a shirt, but like when I was a kid, like I definitely had stuff those colors. But you know, players like the to pop there. Uh, as Stafford looks like he's off the hot start, five of six for thirty nine yards. We didn't have Fat Jack uh, today, but what are you? You know, is there anything you're kind of you are interested in, in this week as far as any of the Lions or anything like that? that you know, has your interest? I've given up gambling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean it's uh, you know I, the problem was is I tried to make up my Badgers bet with with the Packers. I didn't get it in. You know, I was up north and I had reception issues, yeah. and I'm just like, oh man. You know, I Fat Jack has had some good 
some good bets. Yeah, he was wrong on the Wisconsin one. So the oh, ones I've, Wisconsin I, was I, bad. Yeah, yeah so I, I've a... listened to him on a couple. Yeah. that he's been wrong on. You know, ones that are kind of close to the heart: the Giants, yep. the Badgers. Yeah, you know that kind now, of. Now the thing. problem, not the problem, but like with Fat Jack, you, I think the way it working is you got to bet all his bets. And then there's like a strategy of this is you know this is the way you'll make money this week. This is true, uh, but then you got to go through the you know the whole on- online yeah, service. Yeah, and you yeah. know what? If you if you really get into it, I just like to bet a game here or there, yeah. and you know have some fun, get a little investment in it. No, absolutely. Here, do you bet baseball? No, I, I wouldn't. I just was curious. It's just uh, it's too hard. I mean, it's interesting, but. I mean, like the Brewers in Atlanta tomorrow. The Brewers should win, but it's baseball. Like it's so, a random. Game. I will tell you this: I I did uh, the other one. I did bet other than uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, yeah. was Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Okay, wait, wait. You, Cincinnati. All okay, day long. That's smart. Um, that was a good one. And so that kind of wiped itself out. And I'm like, but you know, you got to win, right? So I thought get one in for the Packers. Just couldn't get the get the signal up north in the Northwoods. Yeah, yeah, no, the the Northwoods uh, cell phone service is not quite uh, what what you want it to be. Uh, as we look at uh, you know the NFL side of things, though, as we kind of just popped over the AFC, I see Carson Wentz up on the on the TV, and Colts aren't quite doing what uh, maybe they th- were hoping they were going to do. I think they're getting back to the run game a little bit, getting the ball to Taylor. I think that'll help them uh, overall. But otherwise, uh, as you look at um, the AFC, you obviously got the the Chiefs. Uh, in the AFC, you got the Ravens, and the AFC. I'm not sure who's going to come out of there, but Buffalo, I think, could be maybe the best team in the AFC. Mm. Their defense is really good. Two shutouts already, uh, and then you got Allen and that offense there. It's just, um, it's just one of those teams where uh, I think that could be. And they had a deep run last year, so I, I could see them. Uh, I guess it'd be a surprise if they got the Super Bowl. I think, it, you know, I think it would be, I think it would be a surprise if they win the AFC. It's the Sunday night game tonight, or the Sunday night game this week too. It's Chiefs versus Bills. Oh, that's gonna be a fun one. Oh yeah. my goodness, that'll be fantastic. Chargers are surprising the heck out of people. The Browns, uh, I you know I'm not believing the Browns, but credit to Baker for toughing through this. But he's got a torn uh, labrum in, in his throwing shoulder, so how far is that going to get you? Like I feel like that in the in the AFC when you got Allen and you got. Uh, Mahomes, uh, and you could have Lamar Jackson. I just think that right there is a death nail already for Cleveland. Uh, but the Chargers are three and one. That's another big game. Chargers, Cleveland. Chargers are three and one on the year. Herbert looks like the real deal. Yeah. I, uh, to your point about the injury, uh, having uh, gone through uh, multiple yeah. uh, torn uh, labrums, uh, it, it it ain't that ain't gonna. I mean, it's too early in the season. If it was week fourteen or something, there might be some things you could do uh, to protect it. And but it's it's too long a season. I mean, you're going to have to gun it out, and you can't do that with torn labrum. I mean, you're going to have to throw down the field at some point. Are you a believer in Denver? No, not yet, not yet. Because I mean, obviously, Vic Fangio is a D coordinator, so that's a defensive team. Right. Melvin's running the football really well for them. Bridgewater's taking care of it, so it's old school. Uh, you know, and they're three and one, so it's just kind of an old school right, style. I, well, of it, yeah. I, well, I mean, when you say a believer, like uh, in winning the AFC, no, I, right. I, I think uh, I just mean like, can they are they a could, playoff team? Could they be? Could they be a wild card upset? Yeah, and and be in the divisional playoff and then lose? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think right now, honestly, Buffalo. Man, I feel like Buffalo is the 
If I was going to bet, I think I'd probably put like Buffalo versus the Rams for the Super Bowl. It's early, but like right now, that's probably where I, where I'd put that. And like you said, it's the first quarter. You got Russ out here who picked up his hundredth career win uh, last week, and, and then you, you obviously have other teams with great quarterbacks. So it's hard to kind of nail down fully uh, what these teams uh, are going to be. You said October is great. I mean, we yeah. Got- this is great. We got the Red Sox Rays. Yep. Which which Greg Scalzo is not going to be happy about this score right now. No. Down two nothing already. Um, the like, font and again. The side note, just the font on those stats are super weird. But uh, anyways, yes, the 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 Red Sox are trailing, and the thing is, uh, did you watch the game last night with the walk off home run? I, I I actually saw that. Yeah. And you I fell asleep before I hate, that. No, I was, oh, okay. I was I was doing other things and and um, you know I, I I just finally turned it on and I happened to watch that inning. Nice. <laughs> so I got to see that, which was fantastic. That's what it's about. I watched and, two or three innings and then I ended up starting to fall asleep on the couch. I said, Ah, whatever. And the Cardinals were hot. Yep. And you know that what a test. Big for the Brewers if the Cardinals had won because the Dodgers, of course. I mean, some have them as the favorite to to go to the World Series. Yeah, but well, now the Dodgers got to face the Giants, which yep. I mean, that's the two best teams in baseball. Yeah. Which uh, I think will be a a lot of fun. Yeah, in the NLDS. We'll take one last break here. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Doing movie reviews here uh, during the break for Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Many Saints in Newark. Yeah, Jim Rutledge, Derek Engler with Moltisanti. you. Moltisanti. Uh, Alex G. on the other side. Alex, have you ever seen the series of Sopranos? No. Oof. Uh, what year were you born? You know what? 97. Okay. Perfect. So, That's exactly when it came out. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know if he was born after the series wrapped. It was 97 or 98, and yeah. that's when I lived out there in North Jersey, and uh, I actually got to be on some sets uh, of The Sopranos, nice. got to meet some of the cast. Um, yeah, no, it, it you'll get some some culture in your life, G. <laughs> some sorry. East Coast. I'm sorry. My some dad's Jersey, from the East Coast. Well, I, I've from where? From, uh, well, it's a very small town. Um, oh my goodness! Like it's Vermont, West, West Milford, New Jersey. Oh, West Milford. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. There's a prep school out there. Okay. By, yeah, for sure. Um, so just, you know, just get the first season. Okay. And, You'll and be see if you like it. You'll be hooked. First episode, have you? Actually, hooked. yeah. Just watch one episode. No, I'm certain it will. And I know there's a new series coming out on one of the streaming platforms that's like, uh. A Sopranos story. It's it's you know storyline adjacent. Many Saints well, in Newark. It's the movie. It's not a series. It's a oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a movie. Was, we watched. Where, that's what we watched. Multisanti. I'm putting it together. Yeah. Yes. I, I got yeah. It's a it's a prequel. Which uh, is, and means many saints. And I think that uh, initially the um, the reviews on it were more of like a hey six and a half seven out of ten. But I think people just wanted it to be the Sopranos, but over time, more and more people have watched it over the last like week or two, because it's been out about a week or if two. If you were a Sopranos fan, and yeah. you watched the Sopranos and yeah. understood the characters, I thought they did a great Me too. job. I, I, I really enjoyed Saints it. In Newark, I thought they, uh, Junior, 
Tony's mother, even Gandolfini Jr. doing a little Tony, I thought, did a great yeah, job. It had a little bit of a Goodfellas feel to it where it's just it a little snapshot of the life, but also a couple things going on. Ray Liotta's in it. Maybe that's Ray, why I had a good Goodfellas feel to it. Ray Liotta was pretty good, as he yes. always is. Yeah. Uh, it was good to see him kind of back in that, that mob sort of role because he's been uh, been great at it there. So that was one that uh, I was a big fan of. I will, I will not give a recommendation to the movie Cry Macho. It's a new Clint Eastwood movie. He's just Clint's just too old to pull this off. Uh, it, it's got. Grand, it's not a bad Grand story. Torino was the last hurrah, and he. It's like way after Grand Torino, like, and he looked know. old, and but he kind. He looked old in Grand Torino, and it was kind of rough there. But I liked it. But this one is, like, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> There's one part where he rides a horse, and you're like, I'm out. Oh no! <laughs> because. Clinton has this look now where, and he's kind of had it even in Grand Torino, but now it's like he's so thin because he's so old that you're kind of like, well, he shouldn't be moving, let alone like, yeah. you know, doing the stuff. And it just, it, some of it felt really like it almost seemed like it was difficult to, to do. It was not a bad story. It was interesting, um, but it just wasn't. I, I you know obviously Clint Eastwood you have the higher standards for because I have the, I mean I don't know what people do as far as going to the movies because I have HBO Max now and you know most of the time that I end up just watching it at home it has to be something really good that I would have to like go out and see or I take my kids like I took my oldest to go see uh, Black Widow and we enjoyed that one uh, and that was good. whoa time out yeah okay so I had to preview that one before I let my eight-year-old son. I know yeah. you, got, you. I think your kids are yeah, a little bit my older. Oldest is, no, my oldest is eight. She turns okay. nine in May, and okay. Then okay. my other one's four. So your oldest, you were okay with that? Yeah, uh, she watched the Avengers, um, the the last two of the Avengers, and she was into that. I didn't. Now I'm thinking about. There's nothing in Black Widow. Not that, that was, I'm criticizing yeah, no. your parenting, Jim. No, but. I was just trying to go back. Like <laughs> there was nothing in Black Widow that was. I would. It was funny. We talked about this at the office. Something that would be overtly sexual. Then obviously I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have her watch or overtly like, but stabbing in eyes and throats and that kind of thing we're okay with. Yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> it could be sexist. I, I don't worry. She's not an aggressive kid, so like, and she yeah, wasn't afraid. But she right, might be Black right. Widow. <laughs> she is really good at. She, you know, you're picking up now. She's she doing daughter. a lot. Of, she yeah, and she is doing a lot of uh, gymnastics now, so she can like do the the backflips and and and. <laughs> so she might be setting me up. Who knows? But. Uh, uh, now, flip with the number two lead pencil. Right, in the right, eye. right, right. <laughs> well, I'll have to keep that in mind when she has to go to the homecoming and prom in the future. Uh, but uh, at least she can protect herself. Exactly. But no, it is. It is funny. We had that discussion of like that fine line of, of different movies because I was joking with my wife. We saw my girl on there. I'm like, oh well, that's the girl in the movie is like her age. I'm like, maybe well, how old do you think she'll be before we watch that? And she goes, I don't know, thirty, because the ending is so horrible at the end of my girl. You're like, I don't want her to just to see this little boy after whatever. My girl's like a twenty five year old movie. Oh, trust me, I, I've been through yeah, this. Yeah. Like I, I I put on once and I think I had to go do the radio show. So my wife, my oldest, you know, and this is uh her stepson at the time, I think he's nine, ten, yeah. right around there. Put in coming to America. You know, and and then there's there's the hot tub scene. Yeah. You know, and and he asked the question, what, yeah. what does that mean to soak the royal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I heard all about that when I got home. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But yeah. it pops up in a lot of movies. We were watching Hocus Pocus, very popular movie right now for people, uh, and the main plot line in it, which I'd never seen Hocus Pocus, and my wife kind of forgot, was uh, the whole thing is the candle has to be lit by a virgin. 
Oh yeah, that's now right. neither one. I was shocked because I we had we only watched half the movie one night. The other night, watched the second half. So in between, I asked my wife. I'm like, "Hey, I'm shocked that they haven't asked what that means." Uh, neither neither kid asked, and but I was like, "This movie's PG, and it's kind of it's mentioned enough in this movie about Virgin lit the candle, and they make jokes about it." And I'm like, "Wow, they are just they're not letting this one go." <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> uh, "I mean, it's not it's they, they make it's nothing sexual about it, so you kind of." You could write it off as anything, but then it's like, well, do I want to lie to my kids? But that was like uh, the movie Beethoven. Have you seen the movie Beethoven recently? No. So I can't say that I have. We watched it, and I didn't realize. So the plot of it, obviously. St. Bernard? Yeah, yeah. So they get this dog, but then obviously there has to be like you know some sort of uh, conflict in the movie. So this guy is trying to get these dogs. This vet collects dogs and does uh, scientific training on these dogs for someone who wants to know how bullets are affected in a human brain and they do it on the size of the dog so he's trying to steal beethoven because beethoven's got a human head and he's got a bullet that when it hits the skull will explode and i'm like how is this okay, in a kids so, movie so so yeah that's something but they all went right over the kid's head they didn't catch any of it but it Tony, went over my eight-year-old because he's he, he, i mean animals in are well, on so a different I mean, level they, they knew that something bad was going to happen yeah. but i was like why is this so in depth? This is this is horrendous. <laughs> like, <laughs> but what blew my mind was Stanley Tucci's in it. Uh, Patricia Heaton. Have you, from, have you ever have you taken your kids to a movie theater and walked out and gone? Oops. Yep, Goonies. I asked, I had. You'll understand. You'll, you'll appreciate. Goonies. Yes, <laughs> the beginning of Goonies in a movie theater. Yes. So I'll explain it real okay. quick. So one, you'll understand this that uh, this was when you know Rosie was like six, so Nola was a baby. And I was like, I'm going to get Rosie out of the house. Slash, I need to get out of the house because the baby and Tiny in the house. So we got out of the house. We we're going to go see Incredibles 2. Sold out. And I was like, well, I don't want to go home. I just want to sit in peace and watch a movie and eat some popcorn with Rosie. So I'm looking around and like, I don't know if it was Marcus or whomever was playing like old school movies. So I was like, Goonies. I remember liking that as a kid. It's fine. Like in my head, I'm running through all the scenes. Totally fine. Get in. The first four minutes are, are terrible. I had to talk Rosie through it and like it'll get fine and it got better after it. But I forgot there's just a full on like they break this guy out of jail and they're like yeah, yeah. having a shootout in town. So that was a lot for her. <laughs> but after that she was fine. But that one was like, oh gosh. well, I gotta tell you, I mean, you you mentioned Avengers and, and Affinity War. Yeah. Uh you know, my I guess he would have been six, which is terrible to think about. And when he sees his favorite Heroes, Black Panther and Spidey go down yep. and just turn into dust in yep. the air, and we and the movie's over. I I literally wanted to go and crawl into a corner and say I'm sorry. Yep. You know, I'm I'm like, what in the world did I just do to my? I son? timed it out, and when that music we had to go, I timed it out that we were able to start up the next one right away because it was on Disney Plus. Oh, there so you go. I, we kind of you know, she so at least knew that this wasn't going to end bad. This <laughs> we're going to get Thanos. Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man.